Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of Guest Alarmist, where I step aside and let a guest walk us through a personal tragedy, and together the Alarmist crew figures out who's to blame. This month, comedian and writer Jessica Eason tells us about her New York City no underwear extravaganza disaster. I mean, I, I, I just said it, but I feel like sex in the city. I yes. think it steered me wrong. I think wow. it made me think that I could have sex all the time. And we all lived in the same Manhattan. But they didn't live in the improv comedy world. There's no episodes of them with a bunch of nerdy white dudes. <laughs> No. I would love to see that episode <laughs> where Samantha, I mean, that's a missed opportunity on their part where Samantha starts yes. taking an improv class and oh, suddenly yes. no one wants to have like have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> or they all do. And she's like in a sea of comedy nerds. <laughs> yeah. And she suddenly loses her libido. She's like, I don't want to have sex. I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, my God. They break her. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift, the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to 
blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey, Alarmy. We're doing something unprecedented here at The Alarmist. We're taking two weeks off. But lucky for you, we have a special treat. We're re-releasing our first two episodes ever and inviting a guest expert to help us figure out if we got it right the first time. Spoiler alert, probably not, but maybe yes? This week, we're revisiting the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire of 1911. And stay tuned later on this week for Thursday's Aftermath episode with law and history professor Douglas Linder, author of the website Famous Trials. As you know, here at The Alarmist, the discussion never stops. Hey guys, here we are, another week. And as promised, this week we're talking about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Now, I first learned about the, this fire as a freshman at NYU. I had a theater studies class at, in the Brown Building. And just outside the Brown Building uh, near Washington Square Park, there's a plaque that said Triangle Shirtwaist Factory 1911. And, you know, I must have walked down the street and seen this plaque multiple times before I it caught my eye. And I was like, uh, OK, <laughs> so you're telling me that there was this uh, enormous fire that happened 100 years ago in this building that I take realism and naturalism theater studies classes. <laughs> and, you know, I really appreciate NYU or whoever put this plaque outside of the building because it was a great reminder that a fire did happen in this building and also a fire could happen while I was in the building. So let's get right to it. Here's what you need to know about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire of March 25th, 1911, was one of the deadliest workplace tragedies in American history. The factory, which produced shirtwaists, a fashionable women's blouse of the time, employed more than 500 workers. It was located on the 8th, 9th, and 10th floor of the Ash Building in the Greenwich Village neighborhood of Manhattan. The fire was sparked by a discarded cigarette butt on the eighth floor towards the end of the Saturday workday. It quickly grew into a deadly inferno and caused the death of 146 garment workers. Here are some fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. The Ash Building was built in the year 1900. It was considered fireproof, and it still stands today, so technically they were right. But, as we learned from the Titanic in our last episode, saying a building is fireproof is like begging for a fire to happen. The building did not have sprinklers, and it had never conducted a fire drill. Of the 146 people who died, 123 were women and 23 were men. Most of the victims were recent Italian and Jewish immigrant women aged 14 to 23. 49 workers died burning to death or suffocated by smoke. 
36 died by jumping into the elevator shaft. 58 died from jumping or falling to the sidewalks. The fire broke out on the eighth floor, but most of the workers who died were employees of the ninth floor. From beginning to end, the fire lasted 18 minutes. More on that later. For now, let's meet our guests. So I have two of my dearest friends here today. I, uh, Anastasia Kousakis. It's so weird to call you Anastasia Kousakis. <laughs> just call me Stosh. Just do it. Okay, I only call I her I just Stosh. don't like Stosh paired with Kousakis. It's okay, just a weird thing. Look, uh, w- one thing I know about you is that uh, from the first time I met you, you, you don't like... You, when you meet someone, you say, my name is Stosh. Why? Because you're afraid that people are going to get your name wrong because of past, you know, experiences, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not afraid. I know. Exactly. They're going to butcher my name. That is why you're perfect for this podcast, (laughs) because you don't trust anyone. (laughs) I already know whose fault it was. (laughs) (laughs) Whose fault was what? The, the the fire. Oh, okay, great. I'm already like enraged. <laughs> and um, yeah. Uh, I also have with us Georgia Mishak. Georgia's a great friend of mine. Uh, and she also... Uh, oh, no. Her process <laughs> when, uh, when traveling, her oh. hygiene process. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> disinfectant a... process yeah. on an airplane. I know this about you. I'm really just copying Lisa Rinna. So I can't... <laughs> I can't take credit for it. She's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, again, don't trust anyone. Absolutely not. I mean, everyone has disappointed me in the past. So (laughs) certainly everyone on a plane. Most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. Well, and that's one of the things that brought us really together was our um, the wiping down the airplane seats and also our environmental interests Mm -hmm. and Straws, I mean, not straws. yours, Rebecca, because yeah, you don't care about the Yeah, I have no idea why you're friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I disinfect. I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably what it is. You got the hand spray. Yeah. And look, we. Uh, I think what's a, a common characteristic between us and most of my guests on this podcast is the ability to spiral. Yeah. Out of control. No, 100%. Quickly. Absolutely. Um, it's mostly what I talk to my therapist about. And it's why I value I, and cherish yeah. you. I can do it for anything. So I'm excited to see where we where we land this evening. Yeah. I mean, so what are your some of your initial thoughts about this fire? I mean, did you know about this? What did I know about it? No. Did you know anything about it? I know about it by name. Mm. But I as like when I tried to explain it to somebody else, I realized I knew nothing about the actual (laughs) tragedy. But I did have a very strong feeling that a lot of women died in this tragedy. Mm. And so I was already I came in today enraged already by that by that feeling, which you then confirmed (laughs) when you gave us the facts. So I'm feeling um, very justified in my rage. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I knew that women died and um, I'm feeling pretty, pretty pretty certain that this is a man's fault. A hundred percent. Rage is good. Hold on to that. Okay. If it was a woman, I'll be surprised. Well, Georgia, we're we're about to go on a journey. <laughs> oh God! It's, it's Here totally, we go. It's totally a woman's fault. Yes. Oh. Well, 
Okay, so let's get, you know, let's just get started because as you know, the point of this podcast is to really figure out who's to blame. Okay. And, you know, I, I think that a, a, a really good way to figure out who's to blame for this particular tragedy is to kind of like do a step-by-step account okay. of Can I ask you happened. a question first? Yes, please. What is a shirt waist? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I know you guys are probably you told me. It right wait, now. I want to tell you. You told me not to Google anything ahead, so I didn't even Google shirtwaist. No, but Georgia did show up with her own interpretation mm-hmm. of a shirtwaist, which I is as did. we were walking in here to record this podcast, she looked at me and she was like, "Look!" and she tied a shirt around her waist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to the shirt 100%. that's on her body, yeah. so that's she's just wearing a shirt around her waist. As well, a it's very nineties. Oh. Okay. Okay. This is much so you different. Were very yes, wrong. yes. Yes. I was very yeah. wrong. This is a beautiful blouse. Okay, and that's it's like, they just um, called a it a precursor to the puffy shirt. Yeah. It, it, it was the first time that uh, women were able to not wear a dress. Mm, so we're see, we're in the two-piece. A, a okay. smart skirt. Yes. Um, and Separates. so you were able to have multiple options. I see. And therefore, you felt like you had a closet. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, too much. We've seen too much. Too much. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. It's in black and white. I can't. Can't tell. Death. And then second question, if yeah. I may. Uh huh. Triangle. That's just a shape. I think. I, I think it's. Just... <laughs> okay. No. Wait a second. No, I knew it was a shape. Did you just Why explain it? what a triangle is? <laughs> I think the best way to go about this is to talk about it step by step, and we'll really get down to the bottom of. Who's to blame? And as we all agree, it's a very important thing to do. Mm-hmm. At approximately 4.40 in the afternoon on a Saturday, March 25th, uh, just as the workday was finishing, someone threw out a cigarette. Mm-hmm. It was a single cigarette, and that is what started the fire. <clears throat> oh, my God. So we're talking about some dummy who yeah, threw who a smokes. lit cigarette on a... First of all, <laughs> first of all smoker. smoker. And at the time, only men were really the ones who smoked in see? public. See, see? I can't imagine one of these 14-year-old girls no, working no. there. No, no. They didn't even have the Also, money. they were on the ninth floor. Apparently, they think it was a foreman at the end of the shift, and foremen were only men. They mm-hmm. were like managers. Foreman is like a manager okay. of the building. So here's what happens. It's 440. Manager of the eighth and ninth floor, his name is Samuel Bernstein, right? Let's, let's remember that. Now, a small fire wasn't uncommon they've had them before i guess the machines would like sometimes spark fire and um you know i don't know i'm not i'm not a mechanic or a a mechanical engineer engineer Mm -hmm. or anything um but this one kind of just like grew quickly in a matter of seconds because there was excess fabric that had accumulated mm-hmm. for the past few months under the cutting tables. So the the people, the cutters yeah. were on the eighth floor. They would sew, they would cut their fabric and it would just kind of like fall underneath the table. And there was this thing where um, every few months when about like 2,000 pounds of fabric scraps had accumulated under this these tables, the factory would sell these scraps to a rag dealer. Oh. And they rag dealer? Yeah, they were called rag dealers. They had rag dealers. (laughs) People buy rags. People don't always make their own rags. Dealer just gives a lot of importance to that job. Like (laughs) maybe it was a bigger industry back then that we don't clearly clearly don't know. (laughs) I were paper towels around? 
I don't probably know. Probably not. No, so no. people like everyone probably needed a bunch of rags. And smart for them because they're making some extra money from the stuff that they can't make <laughs> Yeah, if money the rag from. dealer well, isn't taking okay, too much well, of his cut. I'm really into the rag thing. When the fire happened, the rag dealer hadn't been there since January. <gasps> okay? So... <laughs> Rag amounts Classic were rag dealer. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah, rag he calls himself a dealer. <laughs> These uh, rags, they were at all time high. Right, so it's piling up. It's piling up. Oh, this yeah, is March. Yeah. Hasn't been there till January. Where the hell is this rag okay. dealer? Yeah. You know? So, okay. <laughs> People need I mean, their rags. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I don't want to, I don't think we should put the rag dealer up on the board yet. I think it's a little premature. But well, if you want, I think I just I would let, like to. We see. can always cross him out. Yeah. I would put him up. I'm a frankly, he's a man. I want to see everyone we're yeah. talking about on that board. Okay, well we're putting up the rag dealer. You know, unless the rag dealer had a sick family member that he needed to, you know, like why? Why are you doing like your job? Still in va- on vacation and taking a Florida or something along New Year's. Yeah, maybe. a break. long New Year's break. Or just lazy. We'll he deserves okay. to be on the board. So, uh, so Sam Bernstein, who okay. we all know Foreman. as the manager. Wait, can you put Sam's name up on the board? You don't Not even yet. know what he did yet. You're just well, ready to. <laughs> well, he's the foreman. <laughs> just, so. No, I don't think he was the the foreman with the cigarette. What do you want? But to just he put was cigarette a for- foreman. Cigarette foreman. Okay. I just want to see the people. Sweet. I don't know how to. But sp- who's- this is how we find out that I don't know how to spell cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, you're. That's, that's, that's two right. G's. Definitely two you're, T's. It's fine. Okay. I would have just put Sig. Okay. Um. Okay. So, Sam Bernstein, he sees the fires out of control. Okay. First thing he does is he goes to grab pails full of water. Okay. Because okay. the building doesn't have sprinklers at the time. It's not mandatory. He runs to get pails of water. That doesn't work, clearly. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. There are accounts of him standing over tables, dropping water from different angles, hoping that that was going to do the trick. So, But the fire at this point has already erupted it's, because it's, all the rags have caught. Exactly. Okay. The rags are catching fire, and he's throwing water on these rags, but nothing's happening because he's clearly not a fire expert. Right. Right. <laughs> He's Sam Bernstein. <laughs> Sam Bernstein, eighth floor foreman. So what does he do? He's like, oh man, this fire's getting a little out of control. <laughs> he yells over the shipping clerk, okay? Guy by named uh Lewis Cedarman. And he says, Yo, Lewis, get the fire hose. Okay, well, Cedarman. How do we goes. know that's exactly what he said? I don't know. Okay. That that's just that's my just interpretation. That I'm oh, an okay. actor too. So oh, okay. Yeah. I understand. <clears throat> so Cedarman goes to get the fire hose and what happens? Nothing comes out. No water comes out. Why? Because the fire hoses were never connected what? to stand What? Okay. okay. They were what? not connected to a water source. Okay. So is that... I'm jump. Sorry. I'm Please. I'm jumping. This is... This is, is if we're not talking res- about that this, is, then why are we, are we here? Then why are we even here? Yeah. Why? Whose responsibility? I would assume it's the fire department to come in and connect them. No, it's the per it's the it's the it's whoever owns the building, right? Who should sure. call the fire department oh, and be like yes. you need to connect this hose to a water 
feature. Right. <laughs> to water. For, uh, like some kind of water we fountain. Don't, we don't know where it's coming out of ourselves. So, but if you can just come. How does you water know, work? No to the knows. East River? I don't, I don't know. Just like. Do okay. You, I mean, so I'm just going like once. St- yes. No, the fire department right. would connect it maybe. But, but I'm also wondering if the fire department, it's like we get. Okay. For example, we get, I get a thing in the mail that's like from the local, our fire department's brush clearance. Hey, we want you to make sure you've cleaned all of the brush that could catch fire. Granted, it's a hundred years later, so maybe okay. they figured things out. It is, but so I'm. But my point being, what is the point of the brush is, clearance? This is this makes so much sense. the The fire department is like going to people and making should be possibly making sure that the things that they're helping with or would need to prevent in the future. It's like, do you have all your ducks in a row so we won't need to come here? Georgia wants a more proactive fire department yeah. in just New York City. placing a lot them. of blame so far on the fire department. Okay, I'm just going to put the... I, just put them up. It, it was a different time. Chart, but I'm going to put It was a fire. different time, but, you know, the, the system of checks and balances. I think what you're also suggesting is that the fire department should have come to the shirtwaist factory and been like hey just you need to clean up these rags done an inspection it's a bit to make sure business oh i mean that they don't catch fire have you guys ever been to new york city (laughs) (laughs) yeah doesn't the fire department go to every floor of every building every day oh yeah yeah yeah, i was born in new york so i should know this (laughs) but i don't Let's let's get back to Sam Bernstein because I have a bit of a bone to pick with Mr. Burnberg. Okay. Okay. Um what happens? Sam Bernstein, okay. Uh he yells over to the shipping clerk. Okay, there's no water. Finally, Sammy Burnburn uh (laughs) decides that he can't put out the fire. Oh. So they have to leave. Okay. He, he, it, it's not possible. The, the the hose isn't working. The pails of water Clearly aren't not working. Can you imagine that moment where I the mean, hose doesn't work? So I just want you to understand this. This whole time, no one has been evacuated. This so, whole oh, time. God. These are precious minutes that we're talking about because it's the entire eighth floor so, is engulfed in flames. And no one from the eighth floor left? Or took, were they not allowed to leave? Think about this. It took five minutes for the entire eighth floor to get engulfed in flames. <gasps> so subtract the time it took Burn Burn to get the pails, yep. yell for fire hoses, realize they didn't work, jump on tables. Mm. With his buckets. Subtract that from five minutes. And that's how long the eighth floor had to evacuate. So. Not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. Not, good, yeah. good job, George. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Meanwhile, no other floors know that there's a fire. <clears throat> I'm just going to put Burn Burn up. Uh, yeah, because, we've been waiting. I mean, if he's not up, I don't know who else. No, it's Georgia, not, Georgia so wanted should, you to put his... It's not his fault. No, we don't know. He's up there, we but I. Know, but right. we all knew he should have been up there. Okay. I mean, he definitely was trying, but... He's trying. Okay, so what happens? But... What? Tell me. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Tell me Wait, Georgia. Mean- <laughs> so he's different from, we don't know who the cigarette person is. We Any don't. of these people could be cigarette person. We'll never know who the cigarette person ne- was, Tell me, so the, the cigarette person that was smoking on the job and just like flicked the cigarette in the middle of the factory floor? Mm-hmm. This wasn't like, okay. Yeah. 
He wasn't. Uh, it, it, it didn't come. I, I was trying to picture exactly where he was. So he's just inside and he just flicks a cigarette. Yeah. Like there was do. no DNA. Evidence. Like a jackass. Yeah. Like no one came from forensics. Yeah. To, right. They didn't have forensics. They didn't have I wonder forensics. if he died in the fire. We'll never know. I know. But... These are the things we have to live with. Okay. So, oh. okay. A bookkeeper on the eighth floor. Her name is Dina Lipschitz. She's on the eighth floor. She hears Bernstein yelling, right? Fire, fire. She realizes she's got to send an alert to the ninth floor and tenth floors. But instead of calling, she sends a telegraph. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yes. How do you... A s- telegraph. What the fuck is a... I don't... A telegraph. I mean, I know, but like, why? How? Is that going to get... Does that Does that mean she... she- Basically used a third party to send the message to the floor above her to tell them that that everything was on fire. Oh, yes. Like, let me call the telegraph company and ask no. them. What is a tell? Bring in a middleman. Even- yeah. Who I don't know enough it? about a telegraph. I, mean, I think the way the telegraph works is that it, it writes it. So she was. There's do you think alert. she was punching in? Something that was going directly to the ninth floor. Was it like instant? Was it like aim? It's like, you know, that AOL that, that time is her only reference. Was it the equivalent? Was were telegraphs? Lipschitz yeah. 99 is like yeah. trying to send. I don't know. I should have come up with something dirtier. But. No, but that's probably what it was. Maybe she was born in no, Lipschitz yeah. 69. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's Whoa, dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dina. Is it Dina or Don? Dina. I don't know. Dina. I, I mean, it's D I N A H. H. Dina. So, Dina. Dina. Yeah, oh, Dinah Lipschitz. Dinah. That's a great That's a sh- name. Classic name of that era, I feel. So Dinah sends a telegraph and it just says the word fire. <gasps> this is what the telegraph says. Now, the woman on the receiving end of the 10th floor, her name is Mary Alter. And Mary wow. Alter. Uh, these um, names. Can we just. <laughs> her name is Mary <laughs> Alter. <laughs> Is that, oh, do you she think didn't she, do anything. Do you wrong? think she's Catholic? She, yeah, she's. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about Mary. She's perfect. Um, so Mary, uh, the switchboard operator that day had called in sick. Lucky for her, am I right? <gasps> so Mary wasn't really the person who was supposed to be running the switchboard. She was just kind of covering oh, Mary. And Mary hears the telegraph signal, but doesn't get the written <gasps> message. Why? She's like, oh, one of the girls downstairs must have messed up using the telegraph machine. Then she goes back to work. What? <laughs> Fucking Mary. Yes. Put her on the board. I'm so. Put her on the board. This is this is like there are so very many uncomfortable on this board right now. <laughs> Not. A, I wish you guys could see this board. It's seven names. Okay, one, Mary two, Alter. Three, we'll remember her last name. Now, uh, meanwhile, so Dina's Dinah. 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 So Dinah's still on the eighth floor. She's waiting to get, to get confirmation from Mary to see if she got this message. <laughs> and then she she waits two minutes. She Ooh. waits two minutes and then finally decides to pick up the phone and call Mother. Mary. Are we, can we swear on this podcast? Of course. <laughs> I... That is like infuriating. Think I don't that. understand. Just... Ring all the alarms, pick up all the phones, you know, scream, like take a broomstick and throw it on the mm-hmm. ceiling or whatever. Yeah. When there's a fire, right? Yeah. Yell. Just start yelling. Scream. Start yelling fire. <laughs> Create panic. Create I mean, panic. I, at least they can. At least, been, I mean, it's better than literally than what they, they did here, nothing. which was not creating exactly. panic. So again, let's just put a pin in. It's worth 
panicking. Panic because you don't want to be blamed 400 years later when someone's talking about it. I don't know. I don't know what how, many if? how many years ago was it? 50? Just 100. 100. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be holding the bag, you know? Just, no. Just yell. You don't want a just, podcast to be blaming you. I mean, God, so her family must be so disappointed. <laughs> so so dark. Okay. Well, we don't know what she did. Well, Maybe okay. we don't know. I'm and sorry, I'll tell I'm sorry, you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll tell you. So Mary hears the word fire, drops the phone, runs to tell everyone on the tenth floor. Okay, she did a good job. Oh, on the tenth floor. So she went to the she, floor. Oh wait, above she her. missed the. Ninth? She drops the phone. Okay, you think she did a good job? Okay. <laughs> Dinah is still on the line. She can't call the ninth floor <gasps> because she the, didn't hang up the phone. Because the phone system is set up in such a way that you can't. You had to go through the switchboard to call the ninth floor. She can't just directly call the ninth right. floor. Mary isn't at her post. Mary finally comes back, puts Dinah, Dina, Dina. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can honestly say you can What's call her Di- Dina if you want to. <laughs> it might be Dina. And I'm just like she's not here. For, yeah, she's not. Here. We don't know. She puts Dinah through to the ninth <laughs> floor. The fire's already in full force. Where, wait, Ma- oh, Mary's at the switchboard. Up on the 10th floor. Okay, okay, okay. Dinah's on the 8th floor. She calls Mary, t- Mary tells the 10th floor first. Ninth floor still doesn't know anything. I was picturing Mary on the 9th floor. Got it, okay. Now, is, what's the song about Dinah in the kitchen with somebody? Some in kitchen well, with Dinah. Is it Mary? Yes. Is it Mary in the, is in the kitchen with Dinah? No, I think it's just someone. Okay. I think that's the the lyric. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah? Yeah. Someone's in the kitchen. Dinah. Is this an American song? (laughs) Strumming on the old banjo. It's an American song. (laughs) Yep. I would have not heard this one growing up. Um, Okay. So, I mean, we're talking two people. Who were trying their best mm-hmm. inefficiently. Very yes. And this is something we should always remember. There are people with good intentions out there, and they're also inefficient. Yeah. So don't trust anyone. Yeah. And Ugh. some people are not good under pressure. Um, yeah. That's I mean, why. Just yell fire. Let's, Sorry. A hypothetical. Sorry. What would you guys do? If I were... If you were Dinah on the eighth floor... I would have yelled my fucking head off that there was a fire and I would have called directly and not used a telegraph to send it to just the, the ninth floor hang up or whatever. Or <laughs> how do you communicate with a switchboard and then pick up again? Tenth floor fire. Hang up the well, receiver. It, I don't know how it works. It's dropped. What are you going to do? I like to think that I would delegate as well. I mm. would I would pick a few people in the room and say like, Go up to the ninth floor or find the other phone or like whatever, you know, just send a few people out to do your some other dirty bit. work. No, no, to help. <laughs> no, but you have to think on your feet. It's like, think okay, there's a fire here. All you people on the eighth floor, get out, go. Yeah. Or do you run out? Or do you just go, Ooh, you know no, what? You Screw never, it. never go. You never go. Never go. No, no you have to. You have to. I'm getting save. a maybe from Stosh. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I hadn't considered that, but I like to think I would definitely make the call before running out. But what if, what if you're not getting confirmation? What if, okay, let, just a hypothetical. You're like, I'm going to send a little telegraph and my job is done. Yeah, that could work. 
<laughs> that is it kind of could work you know here's the thing good. i want to uh-huh. just say because we live in california and we've all like have probably know a little bit more about fire than maybe the average person just because there's so many fires all the time but i will say that i don't even think i really understand how fast fires move and they probably didn't think that what was going to happen happened you know what i mean that it was just going to kill 150 people and be that bad like i mean i know fire is scary but it's like they they escalate very quickly but i i don't really think about that you know if i were caught in that moment i might not have been like oh this is we're all like really about to die you would you would want to get everybody out but you're not like maybe you are thinking selfishly like maybe you're just like oh, okay everybody's gonna get the message somehow and like right. we'll all get out safely but like this shit happens so fast i mean i couldn't clearly believe i mean it's it clearly burn minutes. burn 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 was <laughs> optimistic for a long time. That's what I mean. Like, he probably thought he was going to be able to control it. Yeah. And she probably thought, oh, they'll be fine on the, you know, ninth and 10th floors or whatever. They'll like, it's just it right out. here. Did you tell us earlier, I can't remember, if there had been other smaller fires there? I mean, it's a factory. I assume at the time there there's had like been. little fires happening and it's like, Get burn, burn, get the bucket. Oh, I, I got the fire. Exactly. You know. <laughs> None as big as this where they had to use the host, clearly. Right. Because they yeah. didn't know about the no water situation. Oh, oh man. If only. That is if only. a terrifying moment. Fire is truly. Oh, I don't know. Maybe what? it's not just one of the scariest things. It's like, no, it that's is. my. Yeah. Mike has oh, his God. godmother like, well, this is just getting sad, but like, you know, like lost her house in the Napa fire and <sighs> the, the description of the time period from because they were asleep. And I got a phone call. It was like seven minutes or something, you know, between like them getting a call and then being out of the house. I don't know. Something crazy terrifying. Like it's moving so fast. Do you have time to get the animals? It's terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Apparently there are some accounts where people were like, I need to get my purse. Yeah. Don't go for your purse. Now we know. Don't. Go for the purse. Everyone listening, just leave your purse. Maybe get your phone. But these people are making six dollars a week. So if it's not, and you don't have, it's not you don't have like a, a credit deal. card. Yeah, you have, you have no like credit card. All of your cash on you, or if you have your uh, passport, your ID. It's not like you can just get another one. I understand thinking that everything in your purse is valuable, but I'm saying just don't, <laughs> don't get the purse. I mean, fine. I have a lot fine. of like uh, chapsticks that I value. <laughs> Multiple chapsticks. This is also, I have a new purse that I really like. Yeah. So I would yeah. want to go so for So what that. about that, Stash? Um, you guys do you. Okay. And I will be downstairs. <laughs> waiting for us to waiting come Waiting for you. Okay. And then I'll use your phone to call my loved ones okay. once you come out. Great. Fair okay. So at this point, it's 4.45. It all started at 4.40. Ooh. 4.45. Finally... Someone pulls the fire alarm. <gasps> they have one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about a fire I alarm. I didn't even. Okay, man, I'm giving Dinah a hard time, and I didn't even think about a fire alarm. Of five course, minutes. That's five minutes too long. It's four minutes yeah. and 50 seconds too long. Now, firemen, apparently, uh, I, I guess Mary or someone ended up calling the fire department uh, about oh, five minutes later. Okay. Five minutes later. Firemen are on their way. They're about six blocks away in horse-drawn carriages. No. Hmm. No. So let's think about that, oh right? God. Remember that? I'm glad the fire department, I mean, fire department and firemen count as one. Yes. Because it turns out they would have been of very little use 
because when they got there, they found out that their ladders were only tall enough to oh. get them <gasps> to the seventh floor. Oh okay, well, <clears throat> had they done, you know, a proper coverage of this new business <laughs> coming in and be, okay, who are you, tri- Mr. Triangle? Thanks so much for your business here. Let's just check out the factory. Mr. Shirtwaist. <laughs> Triangle's his first that's name. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous. They're me. making the shirtwaist. He is Mr. Triangle. So, that's, yeah, 100%. So if they had come and done, you know, just like a look-see or whatever the proper name is. A I don't look-see know, daisy. A look-see, I think it's, yeah. a look-see daisy. They would have gone, okay, just want to make sure you guys have all done your fire safety training, A, and then we'll do our part. Make sure we know, okay, guys are on eighth floor. Got to bring bigger ladders, guys. Wait a second. And also, also, here's a good idea. Check the fucking hose. Fire department is suddenly looking a lot guiltier (laughs) in my eyes. I never thought I I would. I never thought my needle would go towards. I felt it. I felt it. So the firemen get to the fire and, oh, shoot, the ladder's not tall enough. So they open nets and they try and catch as the workers (gasps) start jumping out of the building. But Does it? What happens? Oh, they don't have God. enough people. It's low, so they just hit the ground anyway. The people fall through. Oh my God! Fall through it. The nets weren't strong enough. Like they. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, God. this is it. It's not funny. <laughs> it's. Wait. It's. It's just. One this is literally no. This is after a another. nightmare. This is like scenario. You know. Okay. So here's the thing. People are always like, "What's the worst that could happen?" <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. People are always like, come on, guys. What's the worst case scenario? <laughs> this, is, this is the worst this case is, scenario. Yeah. And let me tell you, they happen more than you think oh they do. Oh, my God. I, what, what I think that we're not, reme- we need to consider, and maybe this will uh, make you guys not be so judgmental of the fire department, <laughs> uh, is that they, it's the ninth. It's 1911, guys. <laughs> they have a, I mean, a horse-drawn right. fire truck. It's Re- not a fire truck. They're not just like, bring in the big ladders. How many I options That's a good reminder. That's a good reminder yeah. for all of us. Let's I'm bring us back to where yeah. we We'll circle back to the fire department. Um, but for now on, let's continue. Many of the people on the 10th floor. Okay, so remember, not 8th floor is the fire the fire starting yeah. ninth floor still hasn't heard about the fire no telling 10th floor gets the call okay. what they do is they escape by going up to the roof and how many is 11th the top floor yeah it's just a 10 story building okay oh so okay. they go up to the roof and apparently nyu was having a class and they saw the fire next door and so the students come out and uh there are accounts where there had been workers at in the NYU building who had forgotten to take their ladders back with them. And so the oh. students just used the ladders to uh, oh. bring people onto their building. Oh. They put the ladder in between the buildings? Yeah. Wow. My Scary. God. That is NYU a powerful students, moment. Aren't they wonderful people, Rebecca? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> As an NYU student, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> You're just always looking for that A. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, the workers on the eighth floor uh, escape by hopping onto the elevator. Okay, because the elevator is still working. Okay. The elevator hasn't stopped. So they're piling into the elevator. They also went down the stairs by, like, covering in their faces because the smoke is mm-hmm. already in the stairway. And uh, it was chaos, but 
for the most part, they got out. Now, this is a, a, a little tidbit, which is this is not what we're doing here. We're not in the business of putting heroes up on the board. But apparently the elevator <laughs> operator. No, no, no. We don't want to talk about heroes. Okay. <laughs> but I'll just give him a quick shout out uh, to the elevator. <laughs> I just want to give a quick shout out to the elevator operator because he bravely continued to go up multiple wow. trips. See, that's yeah. He went up and down, and yes, <laughs> he does deserve applause. Uh, until the elevator stopped working because the uh, metal or yeah. whatever had gotten warped, um, and apparently he saved 150 lives. <gasps> oh, my oh my god! god. Bravo! Do we have his name? Did he survive? Uh, we have no name. Uh, hero, heroes don't get heroes names. Don't, yeah. His, this is history. Hero. <laughs> that guy. He's in heaven for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Bravery. So um, oh, God. some of the girls on the eighth floor were having a hard time getting out, clearly. And they're like, oh, there's a fire escape. So they pile onto the fire escape, right? Oh, what they didn't know. <laughs> Did someone not like screw in the fire escape? Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it attach? <laughs> Who made this building? Okay. It was a building. It was built in the 1900s. Pre-sprinkler, pre-fireman coming to inspect. And, you know, it was just a rickety fire oh, escape. Oh, my God. So... so- <laughs> The, the, the workers get on the fire escape and it buckles, collapses, <gasps> spills them down eight stories. It's very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> Apparently over 20 bodies were find, found in the basement due to this. So it was in the basement. Oh, my God. oh this was another this tidbit. Was in, Wait, this was, this a was fire another tidbit. Inside? Well, hold on. There's a juicy tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it gets better. It does get better. Even if. They had, uh, even if the fire escape was uh, screwed, in. screwed in, yeah, it didn't go all the way to the ground floor. <laughs> oh my God. So where did it end? At like the fifth floor? Like- something like the third okay, floor but also- or something. So, I just don't unfortunately, the ninth floor, of course, is not as lucky as the other floors. People on the eighth floor are seeing that there's a fire starting. They get out. The people on the 10th floor got the call. But the people on the ninth floor, they found out about it when it was already in flames. Now, there was about 250 people on that floor. Here's an important thing that we should all know. It was common practice for the owners to have the managers lock the doors to the stairwells and the exits in order to prevent workers from taking unauthorized breaks and reducing theft. I this is something I, yeah I think I remember yes. having heard about it and and forgot because it's so incredibly infuriating and I don't know it's like one of those things where you just like hear see something Oof. bad and you go to sleep to protect yourself um <laughs> but that is why you go to sleep <laughs> oh you know like people you go mean into forget stress induced <laughs> No, no, like when you're in a stressful situation and you just fall asleep. Have I've you heard of that? Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the clinical term for it is, but um, narcolepsy. No, well, actually, narcolepsy. Narcolepsy, I think, is sometimes related to stress. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. 
You know, like, um, so, is this, so are you telling are, us that you went into a narcoleptic no, shop? No, should we be worried? <laughs> no, I made a really bad um, comparison between oh. <laughs> between an actual um, thing thing that people have and like something that I just didn't want to remember because it was bad. <laughs> um, but basically, <clears throat> what you're telling us is that probably the likelihood of more people getting out was very high had they not savagely locked the doors on the workers on the ninth floor. Yes. Well, they didn't. Okay. Let's be clear. They didn't see the fire starting and then lock the door. Right. But the door was already locked and no one, Sean, Sam Bernstein wasn't available. Sam Bernstein's with pails. Yeah, no. So, but should anyone ever be locked into no, their workplace? No, no, that's no. the bigger question. No, uh, yeah, no. I mean, I agree with that. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. You disagree? No, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> keep all those women in there. Um, so, okay. The Greenstein, uh, the Greenstein, Bernstein, the Green Street oh. <laughs> <laughs> stairway <laughs> is okay. So it's finally it's open by a foreman. And but by the time people get to it, there's the flames are already too strong, so they can't go down the Green Street exit. Now they rush over to the Washington Place exit. It's never open because it stayed locked because the foreman who had the key had already escaped. Oh, ninth floor foreman is going on going on the board on the board. Are you kidding? What a dick! God. He's so <clears throat> do we have his name or we don't know his name yet? We don't know his name. Ever. But his name is Dick. If I it, I mean <laughs> Yeah. He, here's the thing. The guy has to live with himself. Yeah. I'm I mean, assuming he survives, obviously. Let's just assume. I would assume, to live with I would that think, I think it's safe to say he so, survived. <clears throat> but hope maybe he maybe he died of stress. <laughs> <laughs> A month later. Yeah. Maybe, we can only hope. Yeah, maybe he um maybe he had a narcoleptic shock. <laughs> yeah, he while probably he was slept swimming for a long time. Mm. And yes. drowned. Yes. Oh, that's another bad death, so Yeah. Good. If so you're responsible, good. okay, you can't leave if you have the key to something. People don't he doesn't care. care. He's in he just wanted to get home. You know, he wanted to get out. He wanted to save himself. And I think that's probably the mentality of more people than we'd like to admit. Yeah. Put yourself mm-hmm. in that position. You would open the door. I think I would open well, the I door. I like to think I would open the door. Yeah, it's a good question because what if you just kind of forgot? That you is another just, thing. You could just forget. I hope in a way he just forgot. But does and it, he wasn't does it, like, does it absolve you of any guilt if you no. had? Oh, no. No, he's still going on the board. You're still going to die from stress. I mean, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, that's fine. So the, the fire escape is already has already fallen off, <sighs> right? Fire the firemen are unable to get to them via the ladders. There's the only other option is to wait for an elevator, and so and there's no time for that. Yeah, I mean, imagine elevators. Well, because imagine it, pressing an dude, elevator button <laughs> like under <laughs> these <yeah>, circumstances. <laughs> You're like, oh, excuse me. I'm just Should waiting I, for the uh, elevator. Need to get down here real quick. Oh, you were here first. You can get on. I'll yeah, wait for the next one. For you. <laughs> so these are old. Oh, oh, but here's the, the worst part of that. Uh, it, the way elevators work is the, the eighth floor is getting full. And so it's not coming it's up never, to the ninth floor. It's just going straight the, down. Yeah. Wait, so, and meanwhile, are the ninth floor people still just like, do, 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 like making their. No, no, no. Waist? They're panicking. Okay. They're all panicking. Okay. 
ninth floor foreman knew to oh, get that's out right. Of there. That's right. Yeah, they're all out. They're trying to figure out what they're oh. going to do. Their only other option is to jump either out out the window or, as some of them do, they jump into the elevator shafts. Oh, it was it's horrific. Ugh. It's a horrific situation. But we must get down to who's to blame. I want to put it up there on the board uh, the the factory owners. Yes, I mean I think the they the, should have Mister Triangle. What's his name? It's Max Blank and Isaac Harris. Okay, so not Triangle. <laughs> Those are like I was like trying to figure out if you could classic make triangle script names, from like made up guys, you know, know. who it, these own are like the people in street scene. Yeah, that's um, but you know, I think I think these guys are important to be up there because it's kind of like the um, the people who were you guys listening to the radio when they were talking about the opioid opioid epidemic and like the people who own the the company that makes the yeah yeah and how you they're guys, not yeah get them drugs. It's like at, they're. They're, they have some responsibility in yeah. this because they're trying to sell their drugs that they know are bad. They're the ones, these they're are the, the ones. ones who should have called the fire department oh, to make sure that everything was up to code. They're the ones who uh, told the foreman to lock the doors. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a huge... Max Isaac, is that his name? Max X and Isaac, yeah. They're, they're, they're Max and Isaac. Max and Isaac, two men? Yeah, was two that? men. <clears throat> so just so you know, they were actually in the factory on the 10th floor when the fire <gasps> happened. And Max had his two little daughters. No. Oh, my God. Yes. They were going to go on a shopping trip afterward. Oh, and so both escaped by going up to the roof, thanks to NYU. Oh. Now, here's a, uh, some information that you w- we should know after the fire, right? The owners are, after this whole tragedy, you know, it's, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. Did um, Isaac live too? I, Isaac lived. And uh, the owners get indicted, right? Okay. For manslaughter. They can't now. Oh, now this wow. The Here's the thing. The, uh, they didn't really break a lot of rules because there weren't any rules okay. right. back in the day. Right. So the only thing that they... You know, it was a big deal that they were indicted for manslaughter. From what I read, apparently some of the the women who went up on the stand, mm. who were as witnesses, who were workers, um, they just kept repeating the the same story. And so the defense lawyer said, oh, they've memorized the story. They're lying. Oh, my God. So this is the, I mean, that's the classic. It's, it's a classic. Women don't believe women, yes. you know. It's very, very sad. Okay, later on. <laughs> Stash is pissed. I was like, oh, they couldn't possibly be telling the same story because they were there. Because it was and the saw real what story. Happened. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. They wrote, they all wrote one thing down and said, let's go with this. No, so so, so they're free. They're set free. And oh, uh, later on. They went on to write Green Book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's how old those writers are. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what I picture those guys' names are. When I see them. Later on, they're found liable for a death suit. And the plaintiffs were paid $75 per deceased victim. So the typical wage for a female worker at the Triangle Shirt Factory was $6 a week. And if you break it down, that's 12 and a half weeks of work that they get paid. The families get paid. Now, this is going to blow your socks off. The insurance company paid Max and Isaac $60,000 more than the reported losses. So in the end, 
they ended up getting $400 per casualty. So <gasps> technically, oh my God, no, they made, made money off <clears throat> of this tragedy. No. I, I'm not kidding. I, I I'm not. I all... don't. I don't doubt you. I don't. That's the problem. Is I do and not doubt you. Is the system this is... that this country was? I built mean, upon. what has changed? Oh what my so, fucking god! So I mean, we we have a lot. And, and before we start discussing all of the names up on this board, mm-hmm. I think that I just want to throw in a, a wild card, right? Okay. The fashion industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The amount of waste. Uh, you know, there's this high demand for the shirt waist. Yeah. At oh. the time. They're they like, like, we need more shirt waists. It's like the H&M of their day. Yeah. Trendy. It's a trendy thing. I mean. Women need it. I, I, I was also really um, enraged that this was on a Saturday, you know? I'm like, these people <laughs> are working on a Saturday. Like, that just I think tells you the to... demand for the shirt waist. Yeah. yeah. I also think at this level, like, your work, your day, you have a, you have a six-day week. I know, but... I know. Sunday's for God and that's it. Very poor. They're taking advantage. The fashion industry is, you know, uh, we need that 25 cent shirt. Mm -hmm. And I don't care how you get it to me. Work, work, work. Lock them in. Don't take breaks. Yeah. Um, There are probably too many people in the the room or something. Oh. Because they're like, we're going to put... 13 sewing machines in, on this one table. That was a big problem on the ninth floor. The sewing machines were on the ninth floor. Oh, and the oil for the sewing machines was on the ninth floor. So, I mean, okay, we're okay, going to so put, put in... the fashion industry up. Yeah. Tie time. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
So let's just go over the uh, people that we have to blame because we have a lot for this one. We got the rag dealer. Okay. We got the cigarette guy, the cigarette foreman. We got the fire department. We got Sam Bernstein. I think Sam's fine. Dinah, Mary Alter, ninth floor floor foreman, the guy who bounced. Yeah. Max and Isaac, the owners, and of course the fashion industry. <laughs> Georgia just cleared Sam Bernstein. You just cleared Sam. I, Why? I don't know. I, I trust Sam. Wow. You just trust Sam from You haven't known him good, for that long. I get a good vibe from him. I get a good vibe. Eh, let him All go. Right, well, I, no, I, I'm with but you. maybe he I don't think he's I don't think it was his fault. I'm going to say, let's, I agree. let's remind ourselves. I think you can cross Sam off. It okay. wasn't his fault. He also made an effort, even if it was, yes. um, you know, a fruitless. Which I like versus the ninth floor foreman didn't try at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, let's take down the rag dealer because. The, he was, like we said, he's on vacation. I mean, yeah. I would love to not... just give him like an honorable F you. Yes. <laughs> but okay. we can take him down. We'll take him down. Mary and Di- Dinah, definitely I'm taking her down. I mean, she was dumb to send the telegraph instead of call. But you don't know. You no. don't know how you're going to react in those situations. So, and, and she, she didn't tried. start the fire, you she know, like she fire. didn't. Mary, it wasn't even her job. She's not the switchboard <laughs> operator. Well, can we really blame her? We can't not blame her. <laughs> She didn't help the situation. But is she the most no, to blame? No, she's not the most no. to blame. No. no. Did, is, is this her fault? No. No. It's not Mary's not. fault. We're taking her off the No list. matter what we want to think. Fashion industry? I'm still keeping up I'm there still keeping fashion. <laughs> this is bigger than one person. Yes. Here's what I'm going to say. This person who smoked that cigarette and threw it on the ground, yes, maybe it's they caused it. But this is not this their is fault. Not, this is not like a... The cigarette guy. I'm taking the cigarette foreman off. Okay. Okay, so we've got the ninth floor foreman, the fire department. I mean, are, do, are we keeping the fire? We're, 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 looking, we're looking for the blame of for the tragedy, right? Yes. Not necessarily for, like, who started or, like, I don't want to say sparked because that's too literal. You know what I mean? Like... We're looking the, for the blame of like the scope of the tragedy. Who do we feel good blaming? I, I, Max I, and Isaac. I already know who oh, I feel okay. good blaming. Who do you? Give it to me. Max and Max Isaac. Max and Isaac. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like they just kept trying to cut corners at every measure. Here's why Rag Dealer's not up there. Rag, rag Dealer didn't come. Maybe he forgot he was supposed to come. Max and Isaac. Hey, buddy. They were in the we building. Got, we, they were, you're in the building. You haven't come here in two months to get the rags. Wouldn't Max and Isaac want that money? You know? And then you're just being late. And then you're just lazy. They don't even care about the money. He doesn't care. His girls are there. He's going to buy them toys after this. You know? Like, yeah. If you're the owners, you are going to inspect the building. You're going to check and make sure that the the hose is hooked up to a, like, fucking body of water. Not a body. You know what we I know. I, None I of us know it where right. it's a coming fountain. from. Um, a, a fountain. We don't, water source. The one thing I know after <laughs> this hour with you guys is that we don't know how water works. We're blaming them because we like, live why in did the you desert. We don't even know where you would hook it up. So maybe I need to go home and make have sure you, my, ho- my hoses have a water source. My Yeah. The water's I, look, on. I, I actually live in, my, my landlord is a fireman. Really? And I don't even oh. have a fire extinguisher in my house. I just realized... You're also hmm. supposed to get your fire extinguishers checked yearly. Hmm. So, so more things to do, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to your to-do list tomorrow. Okay. 
buy a fire extinguisher, buy a fire get extinguisher it or yearly. get it checked. I can't disagree with you guys. I think what happened here was greed. Greed. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. And, and that's why I think the fashion industry plays into it. These guys. Okay, this is also something that you should know that I read, which was that they had been uh, known to have four fires before this. One. Oh, yeah. Come so and on. something that was common practice in the time was if your the the particular product that you were making was out of fashion then you could <gasps> just insurance something happened to and you yeah. would collect insurance not that that's what happened okay, here right this well, did not happen because, because the shirt waist was still i almost no, they it, said it was still so going out of fashion it was going out of fashion oh but they wouldn't have it I was a cigarette it was, it was a, a cigarette, cigarette. I don't think Max and Isaac would want to kill all those people, but yes, but they were. Yeah, like you like to think if they were trying to get insurance, insurance money, I mean, they would have oh, at least unlocked the doors of but the. But here, yeah. here's this, even in this situation, which I don't, you know, like they weren't trying to do this, they still really benefited from the insurance well, money. Well, yeah. Just honestly, fuck them. Like, it's their fault. Okay. I'm putting the blame squarely on them. I'm I'm including the. Fa- I'm going to do an I 80% like- Max and Isaac, 20% fashion. Feature- it's Max and Isaac featuring greed. fashion industry. You know they what I mean? They are a part of the fashion industry. Yeah, they and- are a cog in the in the dirty wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you heard it here. Max and Isaac featuring fashion industry are going to the alarmist jail. Done. Send them there. Send them there. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there something like they're dead, obviously, but could we place blame on their grandchildren? (laughs) Well, that's not fair. (laughs) Is that okay? You think that's not okay? Fine. I mean, if that's who else can we place blame on? Yeah, (laughs) it's just fun. You know, you do get a high when you place blame on someone. Well, it's very, uh, it's satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I thank you so much for joining me today and helping me really get to the bottom of who's to blame. Thank it, you for it's having really important. Us. Thank this you. Was, it felt really great. great. <laughs> the fire led to much legislation for improved factory safety standards. It spurred the growth of the ILGWU, International Ladies Garment Workers Union which fought for better working conditions for sweatshop workers. In New York, the Factory Investigative Commission was started to investigate factory conditions. Their findings led to 38 new laws regulating labor in New York State. This made New York one of the most progressive states in terms of labor laws. New laws mandated better building access, fireproofing requirements, the availability of fire extinguishers, the installation of alarm systems, and automatic sprinklers, better eating and toilet facilities for the workers, and limited the hours that women and children could work. Vote for who you think is to blame at thealarmistpodcast.com. And don't be alarmed if it takes you to Facebook. They're linked. Join us next week as we figure out who's to blame for the bubonic plague. I know you're going to say rats, but trust me, I think there might be a little more to it. 
The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash The Alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be revisiting the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire and inviting a guest expert to finally help us get to the bottom of who's to blame. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. 